This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Philadelphia, I have no idea how to stop their offense. Hurts keeps fighting for the end zone. What a run. Patrick Mahomes is a bit different. Mahomes, he's got another. Patrick still does stuff that you just can't comprehend. Philly, they are damn near impossible to defend. They have people everywhere. Like, who you gonna guard? These guys are writing their scripts right now. This is the Playoff Preview with the Pros on Canty and Carlin, featuring Keyshawn Johnson and Harry Douglas. That it is as we get ready for Super Bowl 57. Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, Keyshawn Johnson, Harry Douglas. Oh, we're getting you all loaded up over the next hour on ESPN Radio. Canty and I have been discussing this off air, and we need to get the input to begin today just to set the tone right from both Key and Harry. Carlin, Carlin. Carlin, we have to make sure that everybody understands this is the most important question that needs to be answered on Super Bowl Sunday. It's not even close. By far. Fellas, Key, let's start with you. What is on the Keyshawn Johnson Super Bowl table to watch the Super Bowl on Sunday outside of what your normal plans would be? You're at home. You got to have a must have on the on the table. What are you having? Um, tequila. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. I'm having, I'm having Mahinta tequila. Mahinta. That's, yeah, that, that's that, what I'm having. I'm having. That's what people with money drink. I, I ain't never heard of that one. Mahinta. <laughs> yeah, well, you, Harry, you know, it's pretty good. All right, Harry, you heard of Mahinta? No, I haven't, but I'm going to try because I'm a tequila man. <laughs> I, I think it's Mahita from us. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> no, it's Mahita. M-I-J-E-N-T-A. It's very simple, clean, easy. You got to run out. You got to get some. Okay. What about the food, though? The food, I'm going to go with most likely there's going to be some sort of barbecue-ish you know, I'm going to do that, obviously. Um, maybe some, some nachos, some pizza. It's going to be a lot of big boy food, though, right? I mean, mm. you know, that's usually what it is. I'm at, In fact, I'm actually having a party Sunday, so there'll be a lot of a lot of different foods and things of that nature and tequilas, obviously. And so it'll be about 250 people enjoying the party. All right, Harry, what do you got on the table? Yeah, for me, originally I wasn't supposed to cook because I was supposed to help my wife do something. But once I help her set up this party she has to do, um, she says I'm free now. So I'm going to fry some pork chops, some uh, cook some white rice, have some cream corn to throw on top of the rice and stuff like that. That's, that's how I'm going to do it. You know, I'm a down south guy. So that's yeah. how we're going to do it over here at Harry's house. Hmm. Canty, you know, just keep it simple for me. Just get me the dips, get me the chips, get me the pizza, and we're going to be good. 
Yeah, I, I would normally be on board with pizza, Carlin, but I'm at not at my normal locale where I'd be watching the Super Bowl, so I can't go to my go-to spots for pizza. Like, I can't go to Ruby Rosa's. I can't go to Umberto's to get the buffalo mm. chicken pizza. So the pizza's going to be off the table. But like I said, we got the grill wings popping off. My wife is going to put the jerk sauce on them. I'm going to grill a ribeye to chop it up and to make quesadillas. So we'll have some some uh, beef quesadillas. And Carlin, the, the sausage dip that, that got honorable mention at the chip and dip contest, that will be on the table for our Super Bowl spread. You know me, Carlin, I need snackable foods to go along with my football <laughs> viewing experience. Yes, and I do too. I'm a five-year-old. If I don't have snacks, I'm going to get very cranky. Yeah, I like, to gra- I like to graze during the Super Bowl, Carlin. I like to graze. I don't want to have to sit down and eat a full-fledged meal. I like to graze. That, that's my style. Well, right, that's, well, that's good that you big guys say that because this little guy over here needs full-fledged meals. I'll probably have two or three plates. <laughs> But but Carlin, since Keyshawn put it on the table, just so everybody knows what, what beverage I'm gonna be going with, I'm thinking about a spicy paloma. Spicy oh. paloma. If I can find that tequila that Keyshawn's talking about, which I don't know if I will be able to, I'm gonna go with that. Spicy mm. paloma will be my drink of choice for Super you know, Bowl. You know you know what tequila you guys gotta try? I tried it for the first time last weekend. Uh Kevin Hart's new tequila. It is so smooth. You don't even feel it go down. I promise y'all. Y'all, y- y'all will thank me later. Well, listen, if y'all guys are promoting these tequilas, I hope y'all are getting the cut of their sales. Y'all are getting prime way. advertising this, to these tequila this, spots. Hey, put it this way. I ain't saying nothing for nothing. <laughs> hey, hey, Harry. You I ain't feel saying me. nothing for nothing. <laughs> I heard that. Well, let's get to it. We've got so much uh, to get into this hour regarding Super Bowl 57, but I just want to start here. Let's set the stage for the players in this game. And, Key, I want to start with you here. You know, getting ready for the game, everything that goes into it for a week and a half, everything the player has to worry about, uh, getting to this point now today. Take me through, uh, you know, what it is in terms of your nerves getting ready for the game and the hours leading up to it? Well, you know, Friday for me, I, I, I early I was an early dinner, um, and I kind of just hung out in the lobby till it was time for curfew after we did all the, the work with the team on the film study, all that sort of stuff. It was time to hang out kind of just in the lobby. I had some friends. You know, because it's all the way on lockdown. You know how it is, Canty. The, 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 the mm-hmm. hotel is on lockdown. Family and friends may be able to enter. So I hung out in the lobby with them and just cracked some jokes or whatever until it was time to to go uh, to bed. And then once I go to bed, I was up watching the Australian Open pretty much every single night because um, that was what was on television. I got no sleep. And then that same sort of routine again on Saturday – and Saturday was even worse because the game was on Sunday. And I had already gotten all the tickets and everything out of the way and the hotels. And my family was in L.A. anyway, so a lot of them uh, drove up, like my mom and all them. They just drove up the day of the game. And then my brothers and everybody came a little early because they wanted to hang out and go to the parties and things of that nature. But it was only really heavy, heavy stressful for me the night of the game. The night of the game, I did not sleep. Uh, I hung out in the hallway talking to the security guards, 
for several hours while I watched Serena play. Once she was done, I think I laid down for about an hour and I was ready to go. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest challenge is managing that range of emotions that you go through as a player in the 48 hours leading up to the big game. Like right now, players are enjoying the downtime, the Friday afternoon off, getting away from it with your prep and having a chance to get those last few moments with your friends and your family because after tonight, you're going to be sequestered into the team hotel. It's going to be walkthroughs. It's going to be film study. It's just you and your guys getting ready for the big game, buttoning up last-minute details. And, and Carlin, the biggest – the biggest challenge for a player is managing those emotions, your mental energy leading into the game. Like you don't want to get mentally and emotionally spent to the point where you're burned out before the game even kicks off. So making sure that it's a slow, steady build so that you can be the best version of yourself once the game starts is one of those challenges. And when guys don't have that experience, they've got to lean on players that have been there and been in that situation that can help guide them through that because you are talking about the biggest moment of your football career. So that's the part in managing that anxiety, managing those emotions, that mental energy aspect of it before you get to the game is going to be key to, to being at your best once the football is actually being played. Harry, getting ready for huge games, what was your routine? For me, just looking at all the, the, the things that got me up until that point and not trying to go outside of my means and go outside of things that, that, that I did, you know, on a consistent basis prior to a big game. And my biggest one was the NFC Championship game. And I, I know it sounds cliche, but every game you have to kind of approach the same way, even though I know the magnitude of it is different. If it's an NFC Championship game, if it's a Super Bowl, but you don't want to, you know, kind of get outside of doing what you normally do and then next thing you know, when you get on the field, everything is foreign to you because you switch up your routine. So that, that was it for me. All right, fellas, we're going to play a little game that we play on Canty and Carlin, and it is called Respect It or Check It. Respect It or Check It. I will simply read a statement, and you will either respect it or you will check it. Key, we start with you. Trick plays will play a huge part of this game. Respect it or check it? I respect it. I respect it all day long. I don't recall a Super Bowl when there wasn't a trick play. Uh, Typically, when you are successful in a Super Bowl on a trick play, you win. The teams that are not successful on a trick play, they typically lose. And the reason you run a trick play is because you feel that you can't beat the other team. But if all of a sudden that trick play hits, You win the game. Just think Philly, Philly. Just think second half onside kick, Indianapolis Colts versus New Orleans Saints. Think the same Philly, Philly in the same play. Brady drops it in the same Super Bowl. Guess who lost that Super Bowl game? The New England Patriots. Yeah, I'm going to respect it too. Key's absolutely right. Trick plays are always going to be a factor, but don't just focus on what happens on the offensive side of the ball. Focus on what happens in special teams too. Uh, Surprise onside kick, a fake punt, fake field goal, all of those things are going to be factors, especially when you have two offensive-minded head coaches. So that, that will certainly play a role in what happens in the game on Sunday. Yeah, I'm going to go with respect it. Anytime you have a team in a Super Bowl that play ring around the rosy during an actual <laughs> football game, anything is on the table. We all know the Eagles background and the Philly uh, special or whatnot, but it's no telling what you're going to get from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes in that offense, so I'm going to go respect it. 
I'm going to respect it as well. And for that very reason, you don't know what's coming from the Chiefs on any given down. So you have to believe that something like that is coming. All right, next. Trick, uh, no, the injury that will play the biggest role in the Super Bowl is not Patrick Mahomes' ankle, but Jalen Hurts' shoulder. Respect it or check it, Kate. Respect it, because if his injury is severe and it is it's still there and he's having problems cranking and throwing, if for some reason they get behind in this football game and have to match throw with throw with Patrick Mahomes, their receiving core is better, in my opinion, than the Kansas City Chiefs secondary. So if you take that arm away from him, he's a different football player in this particular game. Yeah, I'm going to check it. I, I, I think that Jalen Hurd showed that, that that shoulder is fine on that fourth down throw in the first possession against the San Francisco 49ers. This is the last game of the season for both teams. I think both quarterbacks will put it on the line. I think we'll see Jalen Hurts continue to be aggressive, not just as a, a quarterback throwing the football, but also as a runner. I'm not as worried about the shoulder as I am about Patrick Mahomes' ankle, so I'm going to check that. Yeah, I'm going to go check it as well. I think Patrick Mahomes, when you look at his ankle injury, all it takes is somebody just to fall on it or him to land the wrong way, and he might be back to square one. Jalen Hurts, I think it's going to take a lot more, and I'm pretty sure that offensive line that has done a phenomenal job this season, they're going to try to do everything so their quarterback doesn't get hit. So I'm going to go with check it. I'm going to check it as well because Mahomes, I just don't believe, is 100% yet. Meanwhile, I saw Jalen Hurts throw some darts last week. I'm fully uh, behind him and his health at this point. Next, the most important player in the Super Bowl, not named Mahomes or Hurts, is Travis Kelsey. Respect it or check it, Kay. I'm going to check that. I don't believe he's the most important guy uh, right now in the Super Bowl outside of Patrick Mahomes, I would probably say the most important guy is A.J. Brown because the Mm -hmm. passing game is going to be so important for the Philadelphia Eagles to take advantage of a young secondary, a secondary that's been banged up a little bit. You got McDuffie, who's a nice young corner. All of a sudden, Snead is questionable, maybe coming back, depending on how he feels at the start of the game. So when you look at that situation, you've got to take advantage of it, and they can do it with A.J. Brown out on the field. Travis Kelsey is going to do what he does anyway. Yeah, I'm going to respect the take. And here's the thing. I get all of the points that Key made with A.J. Brown, but the Eagles got another guy in Devontae Smith that can make it happen as a downfield pass catcher. Who else do the Kansas City Chiefs have in terms of being a volume receiver? They found MVS in the conference championship game, but that was more of an aberration. Travis Kelsey has got to be the guy. If the Chiefs are going to pull off the upset, there's no world in which Travis Kelsey doesn't have a big game, so I'm going to respect it. I'm going to go with respect it as well. I was a guy that played against uh, the Kansas City Chiefs with Travis Kelsey, and I know what it means if he's not uh, in tune within that ball game. I played against him in 2017 in the playoffs where they were up big. The Chiefs were. Kelsey got knocked out of that game. Their offense drastically changed. He is the engine outside of Mahomes. He's the reason why this thing goes when you do, uh, outside of Patrick Mahomes as well. So I just think Travis Kelsey means everything to this offense. And when Tyreek Hill left, I told everyone, Tyreek Hill wasn't the number one. Travis Kelsey has always been their number one. So that's mm. why I think it's uh, it's important for him. So respect I'm, I'm going to check it, and I'm going to go with Hassan Reddick in this game because he has done the damage that he has done here in the postseason. And I think that if Mahomes is getting hit, getting hit from the outside, Reddick is able to get around a very good Chiefs offensive line. It could be a long, long day. For Mahomes, because when he gets hit, just like any other quarterback, it can certainly turn you into 
closer to average pretty quickly. The defining matchup of the Super Bowl is the Chiefs O-line against the Eagles defensive line. Key, respect it or check it. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna respect it. I mean, when when you look at it, both of these defensive lines have something, and both of the offensive lines have something. So from both sides, I can't pick and choose either offense or defensive side side of the ball. Frank Clark alone uh, with Jones, and then you look at that situation. You just mentioned Hassan Reddick. You got Fletcher Cox. They slide in Donald Kansu from time to time. So it's a whole kind of. I don't know which one of these units to even focus in on defensively or offensive line. That would be more for Chris Canty because I like the secondary of, of Philly and I like the receiving core of Philadelphia, not so much the secondary of Kansas City. Yeah, I'm going to respect it. I, I'm a defensive lineman, so I believe that the game is won and lost in the trenches, especially this time of year. And physicality is what matters the most. And I would give the slight edge to the Philadelphia Eagles, but we can't, uh, we can't slight what the Kansas City Chiefs are bringing to the party when you look at their defensive front. Chris Jones, Frank Clark, George Karloftis, their offensive line, Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, and Orlando Brown Jr. They're, they're pretty good up front on both sides of the ball. So I do think that this is going to be the matchup to determine the Super Bowl. Respect it. Yeah, I'm going to respect it as well. When I look at that defensive line of the Eagles, you talking about Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Hargrave, Josh Sweat, uh, Hassan Reddick, and you keep naming and keep going on and on. The offensive line of the Kansas City Chiefs, they better be in for a hell of a day because Andrew Wiley has been the weakest link on that offensive line. Mm. And if the Philadelphia Eagles can find a way to get Hassan Reddick matched up with him without chips and without bangs going on by those running backs and tight ends, it's going to be a long day for Kansas City in their offense. I'm going to respect it, and my primary issue here is that uh, if you're the Eagles' defensive line and they come at you in waves, the Chiefs' offensive line, which wins in pass block rate more than any other team in the league, they they are facing their by far most difficult matchup of the year. Uh, If they can just contain that defensive line from not making it a miserable day, it's going to go a long way. All right, that was Respect It or Check It. It's Canty and Carlin with the playoff preview with the pros. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Up next, we give props. We're not handing out all kinds of accolades. No, 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 no. We are giving you the props you need to win. That's what's most important. Canty and Carlin. ESPN Radio. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.
Jesse and Carlin, the podcast. This is once in a lifetime opportunities we got right in front of us in our hands. So what are you going to do? Dies for the far front pylon. Touchdown! He's going to score! Jalen Hurts! If we control the things we can, we damn good. Chance attack for on the right sideline, 10! We're going to the Super Bowl. We are, and we cannot wait. It is playoff preview with the pros on Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. It is Keyshawn Johnson. It is Chris Canty. It is Harry Douglas. We Chris Carlin. We roll into the opportunity to make some people money as we turn around with the prop bets and line them up to give props. We're not afraid to tell you when we got something right. Wow, you were right. Or wrong. That was terrible. It's time to give props. We're not afraid to do it. We just generally don't tell you when we're wrong. That's all. Let's get to the opportunity to tell everybody why we're right. Giving props brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. We go around. We will start with Keyshawn Johnson. Key, Jalen Hurts rushing yards over 50 and a half. What do you say? Over or under 50 and a half yards? I'm going to say over. I'm going to say over because that's part of his staple, his game. He's got to do the RPO game to slow the defensive lineman in the second wave of defender. The linebacker's down. You want to freeze them at the point of attack. When you got guys coming off the edge, You they think you're going to give it away. You keep it out the back gate. He may get that on one chunk run in this mm. game. Yeah, I'm with Key on that one. I'm going to go over for Jalen Hurts on rushing yards. And I don't think it's going to come on the QB's own replays. I think it's going to come with Jalen Hurts pulling the ball down and scrambling. I know Spags, he's going to put a lot of defenders in the box, a lot of single high coverages. That means the potential for guys to be running with their back turned when Jalen Hurts drops back to pass. I can see him escaping away from pressure, taking off and deciding to run because, like we said, it's the last game of the season. He's going to put it on the line. I'm going to go under because I think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to stack the box and they're going to force Jalen Hurts to be a passer. But also, guys, when he tries to scramble, there might be a spot right there waiting on him. So I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under as well because I think the big focus is going to be stopping that run game no matter how that looks. And Canty has talked about this a lot. Forcing the Eagles to throw the ball, forcing Jalen Hurts to beat you through the air. That's what I expect Steve Spagnola to do. I am going to go under. I, 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 I just can't believe I'm hearing this. Forcing Jalen Hurts. Forcing Jalen Hurts to beat you in the air as if he hadn't beaten people. Oh, no. No, no, no. no. Let me, but Key, let me no, tell you why it's important, I didn't say he though. couldn't, Key. I say he will. <laughs> I'm going I'm to I'm tell you why it's important. Because I think stopping the run – is the most important thing for the Kansas City Chiefs defense, being able to contain the run. If they can't do that, now you're you're faced with the Eagles winning the time of possession, less trips that Patrick Mahomes get to be out on that football field. I just think they're better off stopping the run and forcing Hurts to pass it. This one I have been fascinated by all week. Patrick Mahomes passing yards, 295.5. Key, over, under. Over, slightly over. I think Patrick Mahomes is a 300-yard passer in this particular football game. They're not going to limit their MVP from doing what he does best, meaning that Eric Bieniemy, along with Andy Reid, they're not going to decide to say, you can't get choice. They're going to let him get his. 
that is the way this thing's going to go. Going up against the number one pass defense, I- I'm going to take the under on this one. Pat Mahomes in the two Super Bowls he's played in has been under that 295 and a half mark both times. I think he threw for 286 and one, 270 yards in the other one. So I'm going to go with the under on this one. I'm going to go with the under as well, especially if the Chiefs can't be balanced offensively and now they become one-dimensional and you're giving that pass rush uh, a T on what you're doing. Plus, I believe in James Bradbury and also Darius Slay on the back end. I'm going to go under as well. And whenever you've had the number one pass offense against the number one pass defense, it's happened twice before in Super Bowls. It has always gone to the defense. It happened Seattle against Denver with Peyton Manning, and that was a blowout, as we know. And key, it happened in your game when Tampa Bay's number one pass defense got it done against Oakland's number one pass offense. Of course, you you had what all the calls were, too, so that helped, too. Well, here's what I would say. The same thing I told Max Kellerman on my show this morning. Don't confuse 70 sacks, historical pace, for the Philadelphia Eagles with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. Please don't do that. Don't do that at all. Keep it in perspective for us, Key. Keep it in perspective for us. (laughs) Targets. Here's the thing. Hold on. I don't mean to cut you off. Keep it in perspective. There's six Hall of Famers on that Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. One was just inducted, or not inducted, but uh, got the nod last night at Rondé Barber. Simeon Rice is up next. That'll make Mm -hmm. six. That was a dynamite defense, to be sure. All right, up next, A.J. Brown targets over eight. Key, what do you say? Under. I think A.J. Brown is slightly under. I think he gets about six for buck 20. Yeah, I'm going to go under to A.J. Brown. 14 targets this postseason. That's seven a game. So I, I'm going to say that he goes under that number. He's going to have some big plays in this game, but I just don't think he's going to be a volume receiver in terms of receptions. I'm going to go over because I do believe that Spags, the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs, are going to lead those co- corners, especially those young guys on an island. That's just his DNA. So I think Jalen Hurts is going to put that ball up for him to be able to go get I am going to go under on this one because it it seems as if a lot more of the targets end up going in the direction of Devontae Smith uh, later in the year, at least. A.J. Brown had enough of them earlier in the year. I still say it's going to go under eight. Isaiah Pacheco, rushing yards, 47 and a half. Keyshawn Johnson, over, under. I'm going to say over. I'm going to say he's slightly over. I think he can get... I think he's a 70-yard rusher in this game. Yeah, I'm going to go over two in the two Super Bowls that Mahomes and Andy Reid have been a part of. They've had rushers go over that mark in both of them. Clyde Edwards-Alaire against the Bucks, and then Damian Williams against the San Francisco 49ers. I think Isaiah Pacheco goes over 47.5 yards rushing. I'm going to go over as well, just because of the simple fact this young man is a tough, hard-nosed runner. Plus, he has that breakaway speed as well. If the Kansas City Chiefs want to stay in this ball game, I do believe they have to rush the football effectively, in which they were able to do a year ago when they played this Philadelphia Eagles team when they rushed for 200 yards in that game. Okay, last one. It is a mixed sport bet. Here we go. Which will be more? The Lakers-Warriors points on February the 11th, plus four and a half, or Jalen Hurts passing yards. What do we say? Total points in the Lakers-Warriors game or Jalen Hurts passing yards in 
the Super Bowl. Key, what say you? I'm going to go. I'm just trying to think. Warriors, Lakers. <laughs> so I'm adding that up. That's two. Let's say they can go. Let's say they go 105, 90, and 200. I'm going to say Jalen Hurts over. I'm going to say over passing yards. Because I'm only going to – I'm only giving the Warriors and the Lakers about 210 combined. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. go yeah. – I'm going to go Jalen Hurts will have more passing yards. Carlin, when these two teams played in week four of 2021, Jalen Hurts – had 387 yards passing and two mm-hmm. touchdowns to no interceptions against Steve Spagnola's defense. Now, I know the Warriors and the Lakers can score points, but they ain't scoring that many damn points. So I'm going <laughs> Jalen Hurts over with the total, more passing yards than the team point total, Lakers-Warriors. Yeah, Wait, you said with... when who played? When the Chiefs and the Eagles played. When did they play? Last week year. Is that? Two, tw- oh, week, last week four year. of 2021. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you threw me for a loop on that one. I'm like, when did they play? Did I miss something? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I got you. I got you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Jalen Hurts um, having more passing yards. I think the thing that sticks out to me is Steph Curry's not playing. He's a big part of what the Warriors like to do in scoring points. So I'm going with Jalen Hurts in that one. Yeah, I'm going to ride Jalen Hurts here too. I, I fully expect it. Just to give you an idea, points per game – the two teams combined between the Warriors and Lakers at around 236 per game. So Jalen Hurts throwing for more than 236 yards. Yeah, I'm going to go over on that one. There were some excellent, excellent props for you to work with this Sunday. It's Super Bowl 57. It's Canty and Carlin playoff preview with the pros on ESPN Radio. Up next... What's at stake? What will it mean for Mahomes, for Jalen Hurts? Oh, and who's going to win and by how much? It's all on the way with our experts. Next, Canty and Carlin and the, and the playoff preview with the pros on ESPN Radio. Wait. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. To be on the world stage, have two black quarterbacks starting the Super Bowl, I think it's special. Yeah, I think it's history. I think it's something that's worthy of being noted, and it is history. What those two guys did this whole season and how they played, I think it's unbelievable. I'm just glad that we can kind of set the stage for kids that are coming up now. The rise of the black quarterback, the prominence of black quarterbacks, is what will in part define this era of football that we're in right now. And so we are closing in on Super Bowl 57. It is the playoff preview with the pros. K 
Canty and Carlin with Keyshawn Johnson, Harry Douglas on ESPN Radio. So we get into, before our final predictions for the game, what's at stake here for some of the players involved. And for me, right out of the gate, I'm fascinated by Patrick Mahomes because we all know he's the best quarterback in the game right now. He's fantastic. Yet, the Super Bowl games... He hasn't been terrific in them, and if he has a game here where the Eagles take control and win this game by two touchdowns uh, at the end, which I personally think they will, and Mahomes has uh, another Super Bowl game where he's thrown a couple of interceptions, I do think think that we start to think a little bit differently about Mahomes. I think it's an important game for Patrick Mahomes as he needs to start to stack those Super Bowl trophies, Kay. Yeah, it, it is important, but it's important for both of them. And, it, and importance is different, right? You talk about Patrick Mahomes and losing the game or winning the game and what will people think uh, either side of that. But here's what happens when you talk about Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has been in the building for two years as a full-time starter. He's got a lot to prove to the world that has doubted him ever since he lost his starting job at Alabama. Here's a young man that goes to Alabama, loses his job to tour, Two is better. Two is drafted higher. He then transfers to Oklahoma, almost wins the Heisman, finishes second. The guys that came before him does essentially the same thing, put up big numbers, do all of the things that he did at Oklahoma, yet still he's drafted in the second round. They're drafted in the first round. I'm speaking of Kyler Murray along with Baker Mayfield. Then he gets drafted to Philadelphia. No one really wants him in Philly. They just paid Carson Wentz. So he's got a lot to prove. He takes over. He has his team in the Super Bowl. Well, Patrick Mahomes is a little different. Patrick Mahomes has to almost win the Super Bowl to stay pace with chasing guys like Joe Montana. You know, I don't even want to talk Tom Brady because that's so far out in the universe for somebody to catch up with. You've got to play 20-some years. Things have got to fall right. I'm just talking about clean Joe Cool. To get the four Super Bowl wins like a Joe Montana, like a Terry Bradshaw, they've got he's got to win this game because of that. Because if he doesn't, he kind of falls in an Aaron Rodgers sort of category. And I'm not talking about the fact that he's been in three. I'm talking about the fact that he's got two MVPs and one Super Bowl, but he's been in three and he can't seem to get over the hump is what the narrative will be come Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week. Yeah, I'm picking up what Key is putting down. There's a lot at stake for both quarterbacks. With Mahomes, I mean, it is about, you know, his place in the conversation with the all-time greats just because there aren't any contemporaries that we can compare him to, not with the start that he's gotten out to in his first six seasons in the NFL. For Jalen Hurts, I think it's validation of the caliber of quarterback that he is. I think a lot of people still look at Jalen Hurts as putting together a fine season, but not necessarily believing that this could be sustained success from an individual standpoint, but also from a team aspect. So I think for Jalen Hurts, can we see a quarterback with this particular style win a Super Bowl? Double-digit touchdowns rushing. We haven't seen a quarterback win a Super Bowl with that on his resume. Cam Newton came close in 2015. Jalen Hurts has an opportunity to finish the drill and not only change the narrative around his career, 
but also change the narrative around the quote-unquote mobile quarterback. For a guy that's had back-to-back double-digit rushing touchdown seasons, can he get his team over the hump and win a Super Bowl? I think it does change not only how people around the NFL look at Jalen Hurts, but how they look at order other quarterbacks with a similar style of play. Yeah, Harry, say- he, he mentioned Cam Newton, but let's not forget about Kaepernick, same style as well. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I can't say I love what you just brought up because I think Jalen Hurts being able to show the world, not this country, but the world, that it can be done the way he does it. I think that's huge. Also, you look at Jalen Hurts, who's going to be looking for a new contract. Even Ooh. though he's going to get paid his money, with a Super Bowl win on top of that, that's a, that's a little bit different. You can ask for a little bit more extra coins, per se. Also, I do believe Jalen Hurts wins this game. I don't see how you don't make a movie, an iconic movie about this young man's life and the adversity he had to be able to face and get to this point right now. As far as Patrick Mahomes, for me, it's all about legacy, right? And who is he chasing uh, from an individual standpoint, whether it's Joe Montana, whether it's Tom Brady, any of those guys. It's hard to, you know, be mentioned, uh, I think, with a bright, bright light with any of those guys if you won in two in Super Bowl wins and don't have that second one just yet. Okay. You know, I hate the narrative, Carlin, that, uh, what, what it is on Jalen Hurts. He was drafted in the second round. If you would have taken him in the first round, we wouldn't even be having this conversation about what he is. We'd be like, oh, this is what we always thought now, he was going to be. He'd, be. he'd be right there. You're right. So we're short on time. We're going to go 10 seconds each. Who wins and why? Key, go. Philadelphia. Philadelphia wins because Jalen Hurts has that killer instinct in him. Canty. I got it. Eagles, 34-23, physicality. I'm going to go Eagles, run game, time of possession, the Eagles pass rush, and also the red zone offense of the Eagles versus the red zone defense of the Chiefs. I got the Eagles by at least two touchdowns in this game, and it's ultimately going to come down to the offensive and defensive lines for the Eagles winning it in the trenches. It's going to be awesome this weekend, fellas. Oh, yes, it is. You can hear us Monday morning. 6 to 10 on ESPN2, ESPN News. After that, you can listen to Carlin. You can listen to Harris. You can listen to Canty. Take it away, Carlin. Wrap it up. You're just. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.